Hello and welcome to Hardy Dice Friends episode 101 or 101. I'm Paul Merton and Chris is the other guy who presented room 101. Nick something? <laughs> who nobody ever cares about. I seem to remember he liked football or he didn't have really have a neck. <laughs> it's like his neck was all shoulder. Jack D. No. Nick something. Neck something? Anyway, hello. Uh, We are choosing, much like the BBC, to willfully misinterpret the uh, meaning behind Room 101, uh, George Orwell's cracking fictional room, uh, and instead have it as a place where you put things you don't want to be, and then don't experience them again, rather than having, say, rats eat your face. (laughs) Just, Just cutting out rats eating faces. You know what? You've got to assume no one likes rats eating your face. That's straight in the room. There you go. Yeah, straight. Yeah, pop it in there. Winston, move aside. Or I guess move into the rats. Point is, <laughs> we're here, and we asked you, Twitter, what your RPG bugbears are. That's, that's, that's a confusing phrase, because we have bugbears, don't <laughs> yes, we? Yes, you've got to watch your terminology in this in this space. What your RPG fucknose are. Things that you hate. So you wrote in in your droves, and there are things, there are obviously things that you hate. So we're going to have the first the first half of this episode. We're going to see what you hate about role playing games, and then tell you whether you're right or not, <laughs> uh, because we are the final authority on role playing games. And then second half of the show, we're gonna we're gonna make up some make up some games. Yeah, hopefully so, not including any of the things that we put into the room. Oh, uh, it's but mm, we will yeah. forget. I will have to go back into the room and probably get out hit points. <laughs> because they're honestly quite easy. They're quite, they're very easy to do, aren't they? So, s- settle down, get yourself a nice, cool, refreshing glass of lemonade, the posh kind, cloudy. Or a Mai Tai. Or a Mai Tai, it's, it's the morning. Or a Mai Tai. This, not necessarily when they're listening. That's true, yeah, hey, yeah. Settle down in front of the fire. Get a cool, refreshing Mai Tai so your temperature becomes neutral. And uh, join us on a games adventure. And if you happen to be at work, you have to drink a Mai Tai. Yeah, put it put it in your desk drawer and then get a very long straw and just... Suck every the delicious Mai Tai. Every time the boss man turns around. <laughs> oh, aren't you cheeky? Mm. We, we need like a theme tune for this bit, I guess. I think that that fails on both counts of themes and tune. Ah, but, okay. But here we are. <laughs> Got to have two notes to be a tune, right? Yeah, for sure. So, welcome to Room 101. Kieran Gillen writes in, hit points. <laughs> Celebrity guest Kieran Gillen. Writes in hit points. Well, Kieran Gale is writing an RPG at the moment. Bet it includes hit points. I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> if it includes that, hit points, I'm coming for you, Gillen. That fucking hypocrite, Gillen. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you're really good at writing comics, thinks that you can swat up here, try and eat my lunch, I'll show you. I'll clean your clock, Gillen. I'm not scared of you. He will scrub it. It will be glistening, <laughs> and he will apologise for everything he said on a podcast. Hit points are a problem. They they are weirdly abstract, considering how non-abstract everything else is in role-playing games. Uh, I can get my movement down to the feet, but yeah. once someone hits me with a with any sort of heavy object, which is what most of D and D is about. Yeah, I mean it's being a focus, hit with a heavy object. That it's like it just becomes weirdly vague. Like, oh well, you're, mm, you know what, you're thirty percent less healthy than you were. How does that feel? I don't know. Like, in comparison to a cold, where am I at? <laughs> yeah, because like colds don't take off hit points, do they? Look, look, I slept through my first alarm, but I got up for the second and was in a rush. Is that like five percent? I'm. I have to run for the bus, and the bus driver looks at me like I could have run faster. How many hit points is that? Is that D3? <laughs> and you see him putting it into gear, thinking do I just leave this cunt? Yeah. Am, am I just am I just going to drive away? Yeah. No. I, it's, 
that that makes that seems like a much more applicable use of the word hit of, of the of the idea of hit points. Like, <laughs> okay, you know what? Yeah. Stuff stuff just kind of getting you down, and then eventually, once you hit zero, you're like, nope, <laughs> I die. Well, just ah, you know what? I'm I'm going to pack it in and try again tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Although what, what I find very interesting is an awful lot of people don't like hit points. Mm. Like it wasn't just a celebrity guest, Karen Gillan. No, I just picked the most famous. Of course you did. Um, but there's like ten other people who went, no, I don't like hit points. No, I'm not a fan myself. Like, there's, it's there's weird that we effectively games... put them in our game. Yeah, because they're so easy, Grant. <laughs> they're so straightforward. Oh. No one, no one's confused with hit points. And they're just, they're not quite right, are they? No. I'm trying to work out what like what we'd need to replace them. Like is it wounds? Is it conditions? Like like your John Harpers and your fates. Yeah, so a lot is of games it... switch them to conditions. Like um mm-hmm. Torchbearers Grind mm-hmm. is very much like your hit point track mm-hmm. where you start to get tired and angry. But then again you can get you can get like stabbed by a goblin and go, God I'm livid with you. <laughs> makes sense. I'd be angry if someone stabbed me. Yes, but like you have to when you're being stabbed by a goblin there Mm -hmm. are essentially three outcomes of that. Piece of metal goes in you piece of metal doesn't go in you or piece of metal hits you and bruises you because it's hit armor. That's not necessarily going to make you really super angry at the cleric. No. <laughs> I guess not. Like, no. none of those outcomes get you pissed at a priest. Is that how Torchbearer works? I haven't read it. I am I am oversimplifying for the effect of comedy. Right, yes. okay. But, but 100%, yes. Yeah, like, it is essentially that. A lot of people also wrote in, uh, so just picking one at random here, Matatacular, uh, as alignments. Mm. I think they are a problem. They are an issue. I've never seen an alignment used other than anything to justify behaviour that other people frown on. Yeah, it's it, it, it's a jerk clause in a contract. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's oh well I want to I, I want to behave in a way which which upsets the other players, not the characters, the players. Mm-hmm. Uh so oh well I'm I'm chaotic good. So um I would steal the king's hat. <laughs> Oh, I'm lawful good, so I would arrest the sorcerer. Oh, I'm chaotic evil, so I'm just going to eat the paladin? (laughs) I'm lawful good. However, I'm not in my duchy, so I'm going to piss in the king. (laughs) Which is, which is itself, like, difficult, because, like, what, orcs have laws. Yes. Like, they certainly have guidelines that they live by. There's, like, there's, there's taboo acts in orc culture, so there are laws. So, like, can a paladin just, like, I don't know, do a big steaming dump in the middle of a hut, and that's fine, because he's in Orc Town. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, or, um, Paladin Holidays? Go on. Like, they just they, they have to come back from a crusade, and they need yeah. they need two weeks themselves, you know, to recuperate. Mm. So they just go to a cave full of kobolds, <laughs> and they write their name in shit on the walls. They, they bu- set build traps some for traps. adventures. <laughs> They beat up the weakest kobold. <laughs> just, just like ten kobolds and one giant motherfucker in plate mount. <laughs> Steal princesses and consort with dragons. Yeah. And then back well, to normality after the two weeks. Well, the thing is, I know, it's, it's interesting, because like, when you went on crusades, you were allowed to kill people. Mm-hmm. And then when you came back from the crusades, you had to be like, sorry, sorry God, <laughs> sorry I killed the people. And you had to do a load of prayers and stuff. I'm reading Chaucer at the moment. You had to do a load of prayers and stuff to like sort of make up for the fact that you killed everyone. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm trying to work out how lawful good applies in that situation. Like, are you when you go to heathen lands, are you taking your own law with you? And it's like I'm lawful good as far as Stoke is concerned. <laughs> I think that's why they all wore plate mail. Go on. Um, it was it was uh, sovereign territory. Like, oh, like, like, right. like an embassy, an American embassy in England is American yeah. soil. The inside of their plate mail is technically blighty. Every single suit of plate mail had an English rose growing in it. <laughs> yes. 
and a load of English soil in the crotch and boots. <laughs> All padded armour was packed with tea. So, so technically, you were never not in England, as mm-hmm. long as you didn't take off your armour. Yeah. There's, there's a character concept. That's quite good, actually. So you can, apply, quite... you can apply the laws of the country that your armour is. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever you are. <laughs> I'm going to, need to going to steal a lot of things. Could you French armour? Because <laughs> I can't steal things according to my laws, but I'm not a Frenchman, so I don't. Uh, I, do want, I do want an excessive amount of coffee. What have you. <laughs> in fact, can you just pack it with coffee and cut yeah. the middle one? Could you um, heat up the bottom? Of my suit. Uh, what, 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 what have you noticed that come, that's come through? So here? one of my favourites is is from David Morrison, which is rats. Mm. I, I I like I like this because it, it's, it comes in a series of tweets, mm. um, which is just rats, and then a, a kind of supplemental the killing of them at low level. Mm. And I don't think I've ever done that in a game. I've had I've had rats. Um, I think I, I had I had low level PCs go and hunt some rats, but then the rats had forged their own community, um, and they had like supermarkets and things, and they needed help to to bring supplies in. And then I think half the players wanted just to kill them because you know D and D. The other yeah. half were the other, the other half helped them build like a functional uh, socialist society, <laughs> which is nice. But no, rats rats are really. Put it this way: It's not fun killing animals. You have to kill people yeah. or things that look or smell like people. Otherwise, it's not exciting. You need a really big animal or any kind of person. Otherwise, I just can't get off. <laughs> I cannot finish. I just can't finish, and that's why. Like, uh, so fun fact: You remember uh, Turok, mm-hmm. the N sixty four game, the German the edition of that. Boar. That that was that was in Turok too. Oh, okay. Um, and so in Turok, you were killing um, dinosaur-looking people, right. like like sort of humanoid dinosaur lumberers and the occasional chap. Uh, and in Germany, they released it as you were just killing robots. Oh, okay. And it just like I don't give a shit if it's robots. Thanks censorship. Yeah, whatever. And they, and they had they they had green blood instead of red blood. <laughs> And I'm like, it's I'm, I'm it's barely worth showing. And I also, I also want to stress, it's a very strange thing I'm saying it right is, here. Yeah. Like the fact that I want that I, I can only really enjoy it if it's humans or very big monsters. But there's like it seems to matter more if it's a person. Yeah. You know, like that that conflict matters more rather than effectively. Like if you're killing robots, what you're doing is collecting litter that's trying <laughs> yes, to kill you. Literally cleaning up the streets. Hmm. Um, but like, if it's an animal and it's a it's a hunting predator, yeah, then that's interesting. But rats are just going about their business. Rats are just there. Like their their default motion is to run away. <laughs> like they're not they're not coming for you. Come to think of it, yeah, I've never been bothered by a rat. No. Like I've had rats in in houses, and I seem to remember that you and I had a very big one in the house we shared in second year. <laughs> did yes. Which you selflessly um, killed and took out just like the day, like the, the hour before my mum came to stay for the first time. <laughs> which is very good of you. Uh, I just, I just, I got a text while I was at work. Grant, I have removed the biggest fucking rat I've ever seen. You owe me a drink. <laughs> it was, it was a monster. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're not threatening. They're just bothersome. Yeah. And they're dirty. And that's not very... Yeah, I mean, like, but what else are you going to kill at first level? Goblins? Which are just ugly children? Other first level people? An orc? I suppose so. Like, you, you, a group of people can take down an orc. That's true, yeah. They've only got, like, a quarter hit dice. The whole point of rats is that they're for MMO grinding, not RPG grinding. Mm. Like, you, as, a, as a first level um, mage... Sure, you got a, few, a couple of hit points. You can be taken down by a house cat. We all know this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you can also really mess somebody's day up with a magic missile. Yeah, once. Yeah, but you don't need to go and kill thirty rats. You also you're are very wizard. bad at it. Yeah, you're a fucking wizard. You can kill two of them instantly, and then the rest of the day you're chasing them around with a rolled up newspaper. One wonders why you'd hire like vagabonds to kill rats. 
When not like there is rat a per- catchers? The perfect class for this in Woofrop. Yeah, rat catcher. I... I very much like the idea of low-level adventures. I get much more excited by low-level adventures than I do high-level adventures. Mm-hmm. Because there are there are fewer bullshit ways of solving the problem. Like what once you hit once you hit high enough level, it's just like, cool, I'm just gonna teleport the entire dungeon to my personal domain and then have the god of punching come and help me out. Yeah. Hi, it's me. And also That's what he sounds like. um higher level campaigns are generally oh no, it's the apocalypse. Yeah. Whereas lower level ones are generally oh no my family. Yeah. Well, and, and like we've got families. I never averted the apocalypse, but I have helped my mum out with stuff. Exactly. You've lifted a box, etc. Yeah, I can feel things around that. So I think that we need to look at rats. Definitely need to go in the uh, in in into room one hundred and one. Although mm. I will take out the concept of a bunch of rats animating a hollowed out corpse. Oh, 100 percent. Because that is that is one of my favourite things. We could just swap over to like gerbils. Like I don't, we don't it doesn't have to be rats. I think rats. I think gerbils are maybe a bit too cute for that. Or like 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 little mice animating a corpse. There's actually there's actually something charming about that. Is there? Snakes. There you go. That's nightmarish. Yeah, that's horrible. And they probably they probably be better at it. Worms. <laughs> don't like that. Wait, four dogs. <laughs> five, five, five dogs. A little one in the head. <laughs> one for each of them. The only way they can attach themselves is to bite the, the the torso one. So the so the limbs are actually just the back ends of dogs. Mm-hmm. So there's very little control there. Yeah, for sure. Like, and like, there's no one no one telling them what to do. <laughs> Occasionally, like the, the right arm will run off, which is why you need adventurers. And that's how the film Saturday Night Fever came to exist. Mm. Dave also uh, writes in. T-shirts that imply GMs are god, and then the object, the philosophy, and the wearer as three problems. Yes, I was recently on a a, um, a nerd T-shirt website. Yes, I bought a simply fabulous Hotline Miami T-shirt. Very good. Um, but the merchandise surrounding D and D, yes, is weird. Like, I feel it's letting the side down. It is a bit. Um, there's, yeah, like there's there is this god complex with D and D that 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 seems to exist, where the the DM is the messiah. Like, well, more more than the messiah, even like just the the actual decider of fates. Yeah, fucking Moirai. <laughs> Three witches in a in a cheaply made hoodie. Three witches jammed together, biting onto each other's torsos to steer the legs around. <laughs> that's even more confusing than the dogs. And that's how Flashdance came to be. Yes, that is true, actually, yeah. And that is how Kevin Bacon was born. <laughs> Three witches in a horrid meat suit. <laughs> Fucked five dogs in a horrid meat suit. And Kevin Bacon came to do phone adverts. Um, yeah. But yes, so there's there's... There's a general issue with merchandise here, mm. which is that no merchandise is subtle anymore. Very rare. Well, I'm not sure anymore. I just don't think no merchandise is subtle. I think, it's very hard to find it. Yeah, I think that, that we kind of peaked with Borderlands merchandise. Okay. Because Borderlands made a really nice line of T-shirts, which was just the gun manufacturers. Yes, so unless you knew Borderlands, that was just a graphic tee. Mm. It was fine. I think that's that's the best sort of sort of game, video game, nerd culture T-shirt, which just looks like a nice T-shirt mm-hmm. until someone's like, "Wait a second, is that Mario?" Oh, maybe I could have sex with them. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. that's what it's for. Yeah, precisely. It's 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 a it's a clan identifier to say, "Hey, I'm into this. Are you into this? Sex?" Yeah, that, that's what everything is for. That's all clothing is for, I believe. That and, and I guess deep, no clothing, but it's a it's a riskier line. <laughs> it's harder to identify your clan. Yeah, if, you, if you're fully nude. I mean, I very I, I look like a freelance writer, no matter how many clothes I'm wearing. <laughs> I either a freelance writer or something that lives in a cave. Yeah, and they're just oh, I am. 
Can we, can we, just, can we just get rid of him? Can we just chuck him in the in the room? We, we can we we can trip. But I, I, we, we can do the, this. Hang on, conveyor belt noise, and then and then the audience claps. <laughs> thank you for I, getting that so accurate. Thank you. I, I I also want to say that like in all my experiences of being a being a GM, I'm never this sort of omnipresent god character storming around with my dick knocking dice off the table. I've generally got my head in my hands because the players have done something. Yeah. Or like, or, or like the players will lean over and go, Grant, I know it says I can only use this ability once ever per character, but can I use it three times in this in this encounter, please? <laughs> well, 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 no, but <laughs> I guess did you, okay. Did you read the book? Did you? Did you? The, the the rules are a page long. Did you read them? Oh, I was too busy. What were you doing? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Read the rules. That, that's something I'm putting in. People not reading not read the, the rules. rules. I my game my game Honey Heist was on the was on the bloody adventure zone, which people were pissed about. Which there was some salt about that on Twitter, eh? Oh, I've 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 not I've chosen not to. Engage with some of the salt. No, it's, but, it, it's fine. But it just it but made me giggle. I get it. I mean, like I'm fucking salty about Monty Cook, so it's just it's all punching up in it. You yeah, know? exactly. It's all right. But those those Mackle boys love them, mm-hmm. love them to death. Those Mackle boys. But there's a page of rules, and I think they read about three of them. Yeah, they're not big readers. They did not understand. And also, like, like I think, like something like the sixth sentence is, "You can't speak human," and they're all speaking human. And just like, come on, lads! It's a page. Yeah, but I think specifically what I'm referencing here is when you when you finally, as an adult, get a group together, mm. and you're very excited. And You've like, got on right, your t-shirt, right? Uh, yeah, you're ready to I you're ready gone. to have sex with them. Yeah, and right, three weeks, three weeks, everyone, three weeks, and uh, we got the game. Can you? I've sent you the the the, the PDF <laughs> cheat sheet of all the rules. That's all you need to read. It's one page, thirteen words. <laughs> Week two. Hey, everyone's still on. We good. Yeah. There's the cheat sheet. I've also included some uh, some interesting pictures that serve as inspiration. Week, now, now, I do one. want to say three, th- three of those 13 words are Dungeons, Dragons, and and. Yes. Week one. Hey, everyone. Uh, can you print out your character sheets? Because I don't have a printer. Can you just... I'm really excited. We're looking forward to it. Everybody's still on? Yeah. yeah. Good. Great. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Day. Day of the game. Turns out one person's not there. Um, because they just forgot. Nobody's printed the character sheet, and everyone's no. forgotten which game they're playing. Yep. Fuck you. Yep. Fuck you. See, this this is why I stopped preparing for games. Yeah. I I treat the games like that. I have been quivering with anxiety, like I'm starting a new <laughs> job for three oh. weeks. Oh, baby. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have read every book in the line. <laughs> By that publisher that isn't even related. <laughs> it's all in my head. And You've you, got it. You turn up and you bastards haven't even bought dice. Or Your serial experiments, Lane. You've got this down. <laughs> and it just oh, it drives me nuts. Like I don't mind oh. because because I do now have an encyclopedic three week research knowledge of all the rules, so I can just do it. You could theoretically run a game as long as someone else understood even a modicum of what was going exactly, on. Exactly, like, just contribute. Paul writes in with two things here. One, giant skill lists, and two, endless lists of guns in excruciating detail. And I'm happy to put these both in the bin. The bin that's at the back of room 101. <laughs> the trash chute that leads to room 101. Well, 201. Mm. Giant, well, 102, no, I guess. Minus one. I don't know. Which it goes basement woods. I guess two or one would be the. That's above it. <laughs> yeah, that would be above it. It's so. It's just room one one on the ground floor. Yeah, yeah. It's really easy to get to. Not a lot. Come to think of it, it would be right next to the lobby. It would. Yeah. <laughs> um, big giant skill lists are. It's always. I always find it quite funny getting like a nineties or early two thousands game, and they're like, we've got different skills for building computers, using computers, and hacking. Yep. It's like no, you shouldn't. Now go different. Or like like um, Vampire the Masquerade uh, had uh, the the storyteller's guide had rules for flying, not in a plane, just you, and lip reading. 
those, Hip reading, those, that was those always were, a skill for so those, long. Those were skills with uh, with equal weighting to say melee. Yeah. Or persuade. What do you want to take? Well, I guess I want to take lip reading. Just, 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 just in case in this in this game of vampire politics, I have to look at someone. Ah, I see. From you across want to the use road, that power you have, where you become their blood temporarily. And oh, I'm going to read their lips, I think, and then fly away, <laughs> like a delightful pixie. Riddle dee Yeah. Um, so I don't like that. That's boring. Also, endless list of guns in excruciating detail. There is one exception, which is, and I'm, this is real fanboyism here, but um, the Inquisitor's Handbook for Dark Heresy is basically a fat list of guns. Mm -hmm. But what it does is it takes these guns and then uses these weapons to explain and show the world, the different worlds in the Calaxis sector. And so it does world building through the guns, which is a really nice way of showing how much about war 40k is. Yes, well, as we all know, in the far future of the 41st millennium, there is only war. There's just war. No else. No, to- no time for a sit-down. No farming. No. None. No, no, no. No, no one's food, writing no books. Cooking, no food creation. Doesn't exist. No, no, no. No whistling. No. No, no hats, unless they're hard hats for war. <laughs> no soft hats anymore. Don't exist. It's weird. But, like, there was that, there was that D20 book, Ultra Modern Firearms. Which was something like two hundred pages of uh, fetishistic, fetishistic yep. levels of detail on guns, and they all basically did two d six damage. So there's a really fun game you can play with that if you're really bored. I mean, okay. like like parts of you are dripping off you from internet's boredom. down. You've been shot in the leg, bored. Yeah. And you're just okay. recuperating in a hut with nothing mm-hmm. but this book and a pen. Yeah. Uh, which is gun snap. And what you do is you go through the book, you, you, you turn... <laughs> you, you, so hang on, you start simultaneously from the back and the front of the book and you turn a page. Right. Okay. And then you have to get a, you have to see a gun that's got identical stats. <laughs> to another gun. And then call snap. And it happens more often than you'd think. Yeah. Because it's a handgun. There's small, yeah. medium, and big handguns. Yeah. And then you can put maybe modifiers on them, like this one can shoot all its bullets, but doesn't hit anything. <laughs> this one doesn't work very well. Oh, oh dear. And that's it. You don't need much more than that. Unless unless your game is about... Like, so, so like Cyberpunk as well. Yes, that's that like that that has like oh well, there's all these arms manufacturers and they're selling these guys. And you have the posters for like and the Ares, and... Ares K six, fuck nasty. That and like fine, I get it. That's what the game's about, but we don't need that in Cthulhu. There's really no need for anything other than big gun, small gun, rifle, shotgun, mm. maybe so... an assault rifle. But who the who the hell's having who the hell has an assault rifle? Nobody, no one. So interestingly, I'm playing Call of Cthulhu at the moment. And we spent an inordinate amount of time during character picking our firearms. Mm-hmm. Now, there was actually a reason for this rather than just working out which did damages and stuff. Yeah. Because of the era we're playing it in, we're playing it in 1928, I want to say, mm-hmm. um, certain guns are very limited and very hard to get. Mm. And we No, like very few laser rifles. Alarmingly few. A lot less than you'd certainly think. Mm -hmm. Um, And we used it as a way of building character. Right. So, for instance, like, my character has got a reclaimed German gun. Yeah. Because he was in a war. Makes sense. And things like that. The war, I should imagine. Sorry? The great one, I should imagine. That's the one. No, the mediocre one. It was so-so. The The fine war. (laughs) Um, And it, it was really nice, like putting, as you say with that Dark Heresy book, putting character into the weapon choices. Yeah. But we did that, not with a rule book, mm-hmm. on Google. Mm. There were no rules on it. We looked on Google, went, ah, oh, that, that would be cool. That's an appropriate item. And then we yeah. found that gun in the rule book. Yeah. It's... I think it's... There's, there's a definite um, desire to catalogue within, within nerd culture. And like world building is in itself cataloging of things that don't exist. Yeah. And so having the capacity to sit down with a big 
a big list of guns and go, how can I translate these into a system? And how can I give this some sort of tweak? And, like, people are interested in weapons. People are excited about it, but fuck me, it's dull. It is. It's so it so is. I've got one here which you might disagree with. Okay. And then I think we'll move on to the game design section of the podcast. Disappointed Optimist writes in, ridiculous numbers of different types of dice. Two times D10 or D6 should be enough. It depends what you're doing with the dice. Like, well, like eating them? Yeah, yeah. Are they delicious? <laughs> no, it depends what the outcome of the dice you want is. Yeah. Um, if you're rolling for a standard, like, target number system, then yeah. sure, you can get away with whatever. Mm-hmm. But the bigger the dice, the higher the variability. Mm-hmm. Swingier. Swingier. Um, and that immediately that provokes a different feeling to, say, 2d3 versus 2d20. Yes. Or, as I've seen, 3d20, pick the middle. Nope. Come on, lads. Come on, lads. Calm it down. Why? Why? How? How did you get? Because, like, hey, I can see that it, that it generates a pleasingly average number between one and twenty. But how did you get to the point of of your game design and going like, yeah, this is the one. Yep. Just just say ten every time. No one's gonna laugh me out of court for this. <laughs> <laughs> but also, if you're just using those dice, like, if you're doing a combat system, then your weapon variability isn't good. No, or, or your skill variability isn't very good. Like, mm. like your you, the room you've got to manoeuvre around character about around characters mechanically affecting the game in in numerical terms isn't there, as we discovered with Spire. Yeah, like you need certain variability in in certain systems. I'm not saying it's for every system by a long way. No. Um, otherwise, everything starts to feel the same, and you you don't have enough places to essentially put variability. No. To give people spotlight time and control the story in interesting ways. It becomes too abstract and part of the part of the joy of role playing games is having that niche and having that spotlight time and I can do this and I'm good at this. Yeah. And if you've got a game which um, doesn't use, say, fictive uh, or f- like like fictional beats in that way. Mm-hmm. So like rather than saying you get plus two, it's like, oh, uh, once per game you can say an NPC falls in love with you. Yeah, sort of or thing. the more like, rulesy version of that, which would be the gumshoe system. Yeah. Where you can spend points to boost rolls, or you can just spend a point to get more info. Yeah, and like that that's, that sits separately from the whole sort of, well, I, I have a better percentage chance of kicking this guy in the nuts. Yeah. But I think I think that like there are lots of dice. We don't have to use all of them in every game, but I think we should we should be allowed to have dice. And maybe maybe sometimes it's fun to roll eighteen D six. Sometimes, but yeah. not like Exalted, where that's every single time you pick up a dice, you need a forklift. Or or Myth Ender, which seems to be mainly a, an exercise in dice reading, where someone occasionally says they punch Thor. Isn't that the one where you roll dice to see if you get dice to roll? Yes, that's correct, Chris. You roll, like, you. I think you roll thunder dice, and every thunder dice that shows up four plus or more, you then get a lightning dice, which you can then roll to hit people with. Oh. And, like, I get that it's going for, like, that sort of building of power, mm-hmm. but also, no. <laughs> too many steps. Too many steps no, for me. Too many steps. Shall we move over to the game design section of the podcast? Yes, I think that would be appropriate, fitting, and appropriate. So we all right. Steady on, Stephen Fry. So we we need a, so we have a theme tune for this bit, right? Yes, please do it. How does it go? I don't know. You're the one that sings it. I just dun 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 That's a whole lot of games. Welcome to the Games Design Podcast. Yep, that's the one. That's the one. Cut it. Wrap it. Yep. Put it. Put a bow on it. We're ready to rock. November, folks. Get ready. That is optimistic. <laughs> it's it's not long. Chad Walker writes in, Wolf shirt. <laughs> is this just just to clarify, is this the three three wolves howling at the moon shirt? That grade of shirt, yes. And it's okay. the game of that. Is this a game where you play people who would wear that kind of shirt? I think we can or go. Or is it the world that. contained within the shirt? Yes. <laughs> yes, when you put on the shirt and you're only the sort of people who would wear wolf shirts are, mm-hmm. are invited, then you are transported to a mystical kingdom where big, kind of badly drawn wolves um, 
kind of blend in with each other and the background. And it's kind of a shifting dreamscape of wolves, moons, trees, and American flags. And never not howling. Always howling. Now, your enemies are the uh, skeletons on motorcycles with guns. <laughs> which is the other awful t-shirt genre. Yes. And like they'll like they'll they'll call you things like snowflakes and don't like it leave, um, or like I was born in November. <laughs> what? There's uh sorry there's there's these targeted shirts. They'll be like yeah that's right I'm a little crazy I was born in November I have an awesome daughter who has loads of tattoos brackets that's right she bought me this shirt right. Yes. And so and these, these very targeted T-shirts. These radical November-born skeletons go home, and their entire house is just signs that say, "Bless this mess." <laughs> Live, laugh, love. <laughs> if you have those in your house, I'm I'm not saying I disagree with the slogan, but take them down. It's not about avoiding the weather. It's about learning to dance in the rain. <gasps> oh, I'm gonna be sick. Oh God, I'm gonna vomit up a tooth. Oh, it's not mine. It's yours. Weird. It is like it's weird. It's like it's it's kind of close to religion for me, but without the um, nice coats, <laughs> the, the nice the nice varnish on top of religion that religion has. Yeah, most religions have a cool style and some magic words that mm-hmm. they throw around. And like Catholicism, that's metal as fuck. You know, you've got big hats, skulls, transmutation, cannibalism, god cannibalism. It's great. And then the live laugh love crowd. It's, it's 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 the same level of well, it doesn't work for me, but I guess if it helps you, but without the cool hats, yeah, and number one dad mugs. I just think that there is a, like like we take the ideals behind Werewolf the Apocalypse, mm-hmm. um, and just camp it up because it wasn't camp enough. No, camp it, it really please. wasn't. No, further camp. Get rid of like those the, the, those werewolves who use who's the internet. Fuck off. Or, I, I can howl and teleport down a phone line. No, you can't. Screaming in binary. Yeah, get back to Promethean. Maybe we'll let you do phone lines in Promethean. You're a fucking werewolf. Act like one. Oh, I'm, wa- I'm, wearing, shit up. I'm wearing trousers and I live in a bin. Fuck off back to the woods. To be fair, or it, this is a recursive game. So all of those werewolves would be wearing wolf shirts. Mm-hmm. Inside which there are multitudes. Yeah, it's, it's wolf shirts all the way down. <laughs> Merely Matt writes in and says, Kaiju Safari. I think that would be lovely. Wouldn't it be great? It'd be like, it'd be like um, Jurassic Park. Well, I think it would be more like like Longley, where you go, where you drive around right. in the safari and then monkeys fuck on, your, on, on, the, on the front bonnet of your Jeep. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it's Mothra. Right. Just really boning down on top of you. Now destroyed car. Yeah, that that that, that does kill the target. <laughs> Kills the park as well. It's Kills not been park. open long. So I think you like you probably rather than longly, I'd, I'd go for more of an African like African safari style. Oh, okay, go, well, like, like kaiju in the wild. Kaiju in the wild, but what it would be is as kaiju attack Hong Kong or what have you, and the Jaegers are there duffing it up. It's not just Jaegers, sorry, that's that's me. But like kaiju is just a word for big monster, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so you know. Um, Power Man. What's the name of the guy who goes very big? <laughs> that's the it guy. Might actually, who... be Power Man. Like the Zentai stuff. Yeah, there's the, the, there's the man who goes very big and hits people, and he Zentai doesn't get or Sentai. Zentai. One of them's a suit. One of them's a genre of power hero. Yeah, Sentai is. No, that's, that, that means upper classman. That's senpai, isn't it? Wow, it's all, it's all Japanese, isn't it? Isn't it? Anyway, um, they're they're there. Like so. Uh, Godzilla is knocking the tar out of Mothra, and you're there in a jeep trying to get the best footage of this. Oh, it's it's nightmare Pokemon Snap. Basically, yeah, Pokemon Snap. You've got heavy odds of dying. We're not just looking at the kaiju. I'm thinking like there's kaiju spawn and stuff as well. That sort of like swarm around. So you've got little things that are also a problem. You've yeah. got Sh- Shadow of the Colossus. Two of the Colossuses, Colossi, Colossum, are fighting each other. And you're in a jeep. Sorry, to start with, you're on a moped. <laughs> you're on a push bike. You're on a push bike. Fuck yeah, you're on a push bike in like in like war-torn Detroit as as these kaiju have landed. And you're sort of screaming down ruined, uh, 
ruined streets and climbing up buildings trying to get the best possible picture of these kaiju when they do cool things to each other. And then like you make a bit of money, you can buy a motorcycle, you can buy a jeep, you can buy a helicopter, you can get like satellite uplinks. And so you go from just having your iPhone and, uh, oh sorry, uh, just having your uh, your disposable camera. Pencil and paper. Tap B to, to furiously wind on to the next picture <laughs> um, while you're popping a wheelie. And then and then take a chink, take a cool picture of some kaiju and make money. It would be like pictures of Spider-Man. But it would. Cooler. But get me pictures of Gamora sleeping. And like, oh. And I quite like the idea that there's lots to take pictures of in, in, in each level. So like, like, like you could go back and try and earn more money this time. And like you get dropped in by by your friend who has a bus. Yeah, and I mean we need to we need to walk the careful line between that and taking photos in say Dead Rising, where if you got some zombie knockers on the screen, you got more money. Zombie upskirt. Yeah. For erotica, showing a truly Japanese understanding of what erotica is. <laughs> it's, it was not. The French would never do that. <laughs> like if. If Dead Rising was published by Ubisoft rather than Capcom, you'd have to sit those zombies down in like in like an elegantly lit boudoir, a chaise longue, a chaise longue. You know, give them some wine and then kiss them hard on the mouth as if for the first time, both of you naked from the waist down, to emphasise your nakedity. <laughs> and then take a snap on your disposable camera and yeah, run to the next and run to the next XP game. Erotic plus forty pp. <laughs> It's a dangerous line, is all I'm saying, and we need to mm. walk that very carefully. But actually, I think, I think there's a game in being a photographer. Yeah, for sure. Like Pokemon Snap did it. No, I mean an RPG. Okay, oh, it's tricky because you don't have the visual spectacle. No, but it's a lot different to being a journalist, which right. is featured in a lot of games. Yeah, like Cthulhu goes heavy on journalism and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, but you never actually publish articles it's never that, that that bit's never dealt with yeah to be fair it's it's very rare that you actually write anything whereas if you were a, a photographer that's interesting because you're not trying to deal with the monster you're trying to prove the monster's existence mm. it's like phenomenon x from delta green right okay you're trying to capture the monsters and survive mm. and that that kind of excites me especially if you're doing it like a cloverfield situation it's that big yeah, it's absurdly huge, and like you, you're trying to take pictures not just for for newspapers, but you can also sell them to um, research centres. Mm. And like, ah, okay, okay, so yeah. this is this is how this is how their eggs are. Ah, so so like like you you could pursue different different quests to get to get more favour. Yeah, and like, like you you've got rent games, uh, so you could. I, I want to know about how the eggs work. Take me a picture of their eggs, eggs. Yeah, if, if if you get me a certain amount of pictures, not only can we bomb them from orbit, but I'll give you this black light. Thanks. You, it, it shows where cum is. I, what, why have you given me this? Come, <laughs> Go to my hotel room and take some pictures. <laughs> I've been a dirty boy. That's more. That's, I think that's like that's like the bonus level. So like in 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 Street Fighter, where you beat up the car. Yes, it's that. But you clean up your boss's hotel room. You don't clean it up. No, no, no. You you take pictures of all what a dirty little boy he's been, <laughs> leaving cummies all up the curtains. Oh, don't use that word. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't be that person, please. <laughs> it's such a rancid word. It's messed up. I don't like it's it. It's horrid, isn't it? Give me a suggestion for a game. So my my current favourite is. Um, from Adam, a big old dog, Carter Groves. Plasma golf. Yes. Mm-hmm. You had me at plasma. You lost me at golf, but you had me again at plasma golf. Right, and this grunt, I would like to say I am taking the limits off of overclocked mech suits. Mm, thank you. If you excuse me, I'm just going to pop into the hangar. Guys, guys, yeah, we can use them now. <laughs> All that money. <laughs> All those business funds I've been diverting. Grant, finally you can ride me. No, don't tell him you can talk. <laughs> I love you, Grant. Oh, it's fine. Sorry, I, I was I was doing that. It wasn't the robot. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah. yeah. So plasma golf. 
Yeah, Plasma Golf. So you've got... So, okay, I just want to say, there is already a game called 100 Foot Robot Golf. There is, yes. Which we kind of just described. So I think we need to maybe... Overclock mech suits, as much as I love them, someone's already done golf golf in mecha. Mm-hmm. So what I'm thinking is Sunset Overdrive style golf. Hot. So you've got, like, it's all about traversal. Uh, there's Obviously there's enemies because fun. But it's it's there's a great deal about moving around this space and trying to get the best angle on your shot. Or like hitting your ball and accidentally lands on a rooftop. And how are you going to get up there? So you ride your moped and you get into the lift and ride it up. and you kind of your mopeds today? I just think they're a funny vehicle. They are. And like, also, it suits Sunset Overdrive. Yeah. But having that that sort of... Um, that That's kind of post-apocalyptic, but maybe, like, we take that vibe and we channel it into cyberpunk. How are you... But, but if it's cyberpunk, how are you fighting the man? Uh, well, golf? they don't... They don't want you to place Plasma Golf. Because that's that, the sport of the rich. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, so like Plasma Golf is traditionally played on orbital stations mm-hmm. um, in sort of, like, safe... Um, ordered environments where um, underpaid workers go and collect the plasma balls without proper protection and they die. I like the uh, idea white... that the, 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 the ball is just plasma. Oh, is in the same blood... way that a lightsaber is plasma. Is this blood plasma or yes. plasma plasma? Both. Both. It, com- it comes from the f- comes from the second one. Comes the, from the first the, one. The only way that you can get that specific colour is to burn blood plasma. Mm-hmm. Which you get from these underpaid workers. Yeah. So um, the, the 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 street folk instead uh, are, are, are taking plasma golf back to the streets and setting up convoluted courses, uh, like running along monorail tracks and um, smoke smoke filled arcades, and um, uh, this stray light run. Um, <laughs> and, it quickly. Um, uh, it someone's too many normal things. Uh, someone's got mirror shades on. Uh, Finger knives. Finger knives. Jackin, um, uh, <laughs> damn it! Uh, yeah, but like cyberpunk golf could be fun, and also just like visually, you've got a lot of fun neon there. Yeah, like um, the neon spin-off game from Infamous. On the PlayStation. Mm, oh, um, oh, if it was two. Yeah, yeah. Or I, I thought you were going to say uh, Blood Dragon. Oh yeah, that too. But I couldn't play Blood Dragon because it hurt my eyes. Yeah, it was it was bad to look at. Like all of the neon and the 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 streaks and stuff like that were very cool. But then they just put this distorted filter over everything. It's like cool. I just mm. can't look at grass. JP writes in full contact center or full contact center. A battle royale game that takes place in a customer service call centre. Basically office space, but with swords maybe? I don't know, you're the genius. Thank you, JP. <laughs> so, well, I think I think the thing I like about that is the idea that they've got quotas to meet. Mm. And it's not, oh, it's, you, it's you not a to, very popular call centre. You have to keep making the calls. No, 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 no. Like oh, it's, okay. a, it's a technical support, but for it's for like pencils. Right, okay. And they've got they've got to accept... 10 calls a day. Minimum. Minimum, or they're fired. Yeah. So every time the phone rings, there's only one. Right. All 30 people who start at the outside of the room must get to the phone. It's an ultraviolet version of the start of every Sam and Max episode. Yes, exactly. Yes. But I'm thinking LARP. Interesting. I'm not thinking, I'm not thinking tabletop. I'm thinking this is just a cool, fun game. Yeah. Because one of the things, my favourite part of that honestly pretty poor film wanted was the bit where James McAvoy um, knocked out Chris Pratt with a keyboard. And it said fuck you. It said fuck you. Um, mm-hmm. Which is which is very silly, but here we are. It was a very um, silly film and I quite enjoyed the whole film. It was like someone held up a very bright light behind a comic book and shot it into my eyes. Yeah. Um, but I I think that like because everyone's got office clothes, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone can rustle up a shirt and a tie. And you need to hire an office, which is doable. You would need quite a lot of LARP-safe keyboards. That's very true. Or I guess guess you use swords and guns. <laughs> yeah, just do a murder. No, just, I mean, like, you could just use, like, normal LARP weapons. Use normal LARP weapons, Nerf guns, that sort of thing. Yeah. There's a phone ringing somewhere in the building. Full contact wrestling, though. Sign some waivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. No punches, but, you know, you can grapple. No fish hooking, no eye gouging, no punches. Um, you 
you get deposited in random areas around around the the building, and there is a phone ringing in the center. In fact, no, not right. Yeah, random areas around the edge. There's a phone ringing in the center. The good loot's the good loot's on the bottom, because it's easier to run downstairs. <laughs> so if you yeah. start at the bottom, you get better loot, and then you have to answer the phone and solve this person's uh, complaint. Yeah. Now the problem is when you're answering the phone, you're vulnerable because you're making a lot of noise. And the person, like the person on the other end, be like, "Speak up! My pencil isn't sharpening. You have to speak up." And so you're yelling into this phone, firing a Vulcan one-handed uh, <laughs> down down the corridor as as everyone else tries to kill you. Uh, then when they kill you, they have to pick up the phone call and carry on the tech support. And yep. it's the person who it's the person who fit who closes the uh, closes the ticket. Yes, when when the person says thank you for your help, yeah, then you score. Winner, but winner, chicken dinner. I don't want it to be just one phone. I want it to be five phones at various places. And they yes. ring at random times. And some of them aren't even the thing. No, some of them are wrong numbers. Some of them are your mum. Yeah. But just, your for the, mom. just for the absolutely astonishing idea that you could, like, be fighting somebody and then go, oh, do I fight them and f- try and get them off the call? Or do I just go and try yeah. and catch that call? Yeah. And like you could also do things like you could maybe call the other phones as a, as a distraction using those phones. Yes, yeah, it's just like fast dial one to five would just call the other phones. Mm. If you wanna, if you wanna like cause a problem, that's that actually sounds like quite good fun. We, we so we actually ran a version of this at Game Camp many years ago, which you played. I think like perhaps now it's less um, cool what we did. But we, uh, you, the, 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 the people played two terrorist organisations uh, trying to film a video with their own captive, but there was only one working television studio. Okay. So they had to shoot their way into the television studio and film a, a list of their demands with their captive tied up on a chair in front of them while defending the room from the other team of terrorists. So, fun game. Yeah, some issues. Yeah, they retrospect. Oh, it was two thousand and ten. You know, it was a different age. It was. It was. It was. It was a decade ago, man. Terrorism could, was funny just, back then. Yes, we could be awful then. It was fine. Yeah, in retrospect, that is, like because like like yeah, thematically difficult from a game mechanic point of view. Actually, quite good fun. Yeah, tip top. I'm mm. not. I'm not fighting that point at all. But I really like the idea of having multiple phones. Mm. And the ability to. I'm, I'm trying to think. My other. Are there, are, are, is there any other equipment you can get? And you can get like mobiles. That defeats the point. Yeah, no, you need you need Mopeds? to have them as no, no. But we can do this as a team building exercise for offices. Jesus, yeah. So we just go into the office and have them really just fuck each other up. Would be great. What I, w- what I would, yeah, actually. So team based is always more fun in battle royale games. Yep. But so small got, teams. Yeah, teams of four. Teams of four. I was thinking um, two. Okay. Yeah, because I guess you, you one know, to you do the call, one, one to defend. Yeah. yeah and it okay. lets you do a little bit of flanking, but it means that there's more teams overall. Yeah, and I quite like the idea of like every 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 like computer screen that's on is displaying the current leaderboard, so you know who to hunt. Yes. Yeah. It's and every- like, yeah, and like, and like the most, the most like if it. If anyone's answering a phone, you can choose to go over. To, you can go. Over to, you can go to, go over to a computer and like check on which phones are being answered. Yes, and it will and show like, oh, you where they are in the building. There's one, three floors above. Uh, cool. Okay, let's go there. And that lets you like, if you're like, it, it'll give you the floor, but not the precise location. You have to actually hear the phone or hear the or person talking. Hear them talking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel we might have blown our load too early on this. I one mean, that was this is such a corker, isn't it? This is the game. Are, are there any other games that you just like to sort of knock through? Just like this, like, sort of mention like honourable mentions. So not a lizard, but the Goblin King. Mm-hmm. Has said crab simulator or crustacean frustration. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you a frustrated lobster just trying to get to work, or are you a chef trying to deal with the fact that your boss is twelve lobsters? I wasn't and expecting the second part of that. No, I'm super happy with the idea that the boss is just twelve lobsters, just this writhing pool of crawdad nightmare, like Octodad, but without the sentience. Yeah, and just like the, just like an, an undersea horror rather than an octopus. Does he wear clothes, or is it just twelve? No, lobsters? they're just skittering over each other. <laughs> Jesus, clacking! I, fu- I fucking hate lobsters. <laughs> just, they're not the right shape. They're just, no, matter they're, what they're, you, no matter how you look at them, they're not the right shape. They're inhuman, aren't they? Mm. 
I worry that this might be quite a frustrating game to play as it's not possible to talk to 12 lobsters. Oh, they can talk. They, they rub their thoraxes together and it approximates speech. Oh, Jesus. Each, each one of them has a single word. Yeah. So the, Ex- just, the, the boss has 12 words total. Exquisite Corpse writes in, Elton John Battle Royale. <laughs> now, are you battling Elton John? Or are you all Elton John? He's Ultron in Fortnite terms. <laughs> yes. Just smashing around the map. I like the idea that you're battling on Elton John. Oh, okay. Just like on the on the edge of his complicated sunglasses. Yeah, on his, on his big glasses, his daft hair, um, and like and like uh, and like on, on later levels, like you'd go down over his body and like mm. and like. I'm not thinking a new Elton John because I want this to be I want this to be like a Peggy Twelve game. Sure. Um, but I'm thinking, like you definitely, like, you can definitely, like maybe get down to his boxes. Um, yeah, the hands, or, and you, risk, you risk a fall to the piano. Yeah, and like and like he's got he's got fancy suits on, which is nice. I was so not imagining. I was not imagining he was moving around, and that's fantastic. Now, now, you, Chris, you've done changed the game <laughs> because I was imagining a, a an immobile. Oh no! Um, lying, lying, a mobile Elton John lying face down or face up. Face this down is You're not Gulliver. But Elton John is there, and he's he's this he's this like he'd be like 60, 70 stories tall, and hammering um, away on a similarly sized piano, smashing away on a giant piano, which is where all the good loot is, obviously. Uh, and so you're like and like you're you're grapple gunning, like swinging between like the worms. fingers, like like the ninja rope in worms, like, like worms, yeah. Like, Except like, you can't blow chunks out of Elton John because National Treasure. Sorry. Oh yes, yeah, chunks yes. out of him because he's technically a national treasure. Yeah, that's true. He is. Um, he is. He, he, he is well respected. Mm-hmm. So, like the wep- like the weapons you've got at most is is he'd be like ow and like and, and like maybe like rub his skin, which is the equivalent of, of calling in a nuke. Yes, yes. This enormous hand just blocks out the sun. You'd 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 laze the target by uh, by 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 throwing a needle uh, very or, far or an ant and then just hold his an, head next to it to bite. Yes, and then that that bites Elton John. He's like, "Ow!" So let, let, let me see if I can get better noise than that. Um, and that's just absolute chaos for anyone <laughs> who's dead. there. Yeah, thirty dead. Uh, quad kill. <laughs> and like, and like, you've got you've got different zones. I think that's quite. I don't want to go inside Elton John. I want to stress this now. No, this isn't an inner space kind of deal. No, 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 no. Which was actually recommended by JP. What, go inside Elton John. The no, game. just 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 go inside someone. The game. Oh, okay. But I think that's I think that's maybe a bit, it's maybe a bit easy for us, really. It's invasive. Kent Blue writes in and says, "Game concept: You are a group of time travelers tasked with the mission of keeping Fred Rogers a good man and hiding all the bad shit he did. Example mission: 1969. The place: Central Park Zoo. The incident: Rogers getting high as fuck licking toads." <laughs> I I don't want to tarnish the memory of Mr. Rogers. No. He was an unequivocally good egg. Yes. So and a bi icon now. Really? Yeah. There's there an interview he gave and he was like, well, I think men and women are beautiful, so I guess I'm bisexual. Like, oh. of, co- of course you are, Mr. Rogers. Why wouldn't you be? Would you like to use my bath? <laughs> <laughs> I've cleaned it special. Do you want all the money in my wallet? That's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, no, so I, not I, that, I don't but wanna... like somebody who's basically all right, and we have to we have to cover up for that. Some like someone who we have to keep. I'm thinking Tom Hanks. I don't know. I always think I always thought there was something shady about Tom Hanks. Precisely. Okay. So we have to make sure that it's always just because Tom Hanks, from what I can tell, is like he's 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 Oscar juice. You can you can spritz over a film. Yeah. Uh, but he is he's powerful. He is, from what I can tell, unproblematic, and we have to fucking keep him that way. Yes, no matter what him, he's just done. Him, maybe The Rock, although I don't think The Rock needs help. No, The Rock can do it himself. Uh, and Terry Crews is, uh, is 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 difficult as well. So I think I think Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Go with Tom Hanks, and we just make sure that none of the sex crime comes out. <laughs> and it, I'd like to point out, it's not like bad sex crime. No, but, like, it's like the cars he fucked weren't his. Yeah, and it's like masturbating near but not at funerals. Yeah, like he's turned around. He's respectful. 
He's wearing yeah. black. The camera pans over at one of those mafia funerals, and you see like there's there's all there's all the weeping widows and like and like oh my my baby my baby, and then it sort of and then it sort of scans up, and you see like the protagonist of the film standing there smoking a cigarette under an umbrella, looking mean, and the camera pans on a little bit, and it's Tom Tom Hanks in the distance, facing away, <laughs> furiously rubbing one out, just really going hell for leather on it. He's in most. But films. like he's he holding an umbrella with the other hand. Yeah, it's shaking around a lot. <laughs> he's not a stable boy. There's one that I want to put forward, mm-hmm. which I think is actually a good idea for a one-page game. Interesting. Sorry, the two I want to put forward. Ben writes it and says, "Frosp, twentieth anniversary legacy edition, <laughs> edition." Which is very pleasing. I just wanted to say Frostbite aloud, but I, I like the idea of a complex game which doesn't exist. But Chris Farnell writes in, I want a game in the style of why I've gathered you all here this evening bit from Poirot, where everyone plays suspects competing to be accused of the murder. Now the key there is competing to be accused. Yes. Rather than trying to figure out who the murderer is, none of you necessarily did it. But you but all you- want to be convicted. It has been stipulated in this eccentric man's will, and you believe only you know this, that his murderer gets his entire estate. Yes. It was a sex thing. <laughs> it was about dominance. Don't look into he, it too much. He is, he is, a, he is a bank sub. An investment loan sub. An investment loan dirty little tart. And he, this, 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 was, this was how he could finish, and I understand. But... I think the trick is not having someone run up and say, I did it. It was me. No, you can't do that because then the inspector's not going to believe you. I guess you have to assemble evidence against yourself or manufacture evidence against yeah. yourself. Which is weirdly covering up for the real killer. Yeah. Like who you have no idea who it is. I think it was all your dad. <laughs> no, I like, yeah, I like the idea that, that like, you've got five players or whatever. Yeah. One of you is the real killer. Mm-hmm. But everybody wants to be declared the killer. It's kind of like um, One Night Ultimate Werewolf. I, I, I don't think the real killer should be in there because they've got an automatic advantage in that the the evidence already exists. Oh, that's true. But it's so like think... it's like tangential. Like it's it's things like um, fingerprints on the crime scene. Everybody's fingerprints are now on the crime scene. That's mm. the whole point. So that's. I think you get something kind of fun with. Um... Almost like a Baron Munchausen style of thing, where it's about it's about sort of contradicting people or catching people on lies, yeah, in that sort of way, or saying, "Well, hang on a second, that contradicts something you said earlier before." So I'm I'm going to take over the narrative here. Well, actually, you've got a cast iron alibi. <laughs> actually, you don't have hands. What? <laughs> <laughs> you were having sex with me in the saloon bar at the time. Damn! Damn! I was. You don't even know what knives are. No, it's that's true. <laughs> what what are? I've only ever used. <laughs> <laughs> what who are? <laughs> yeah, I think I think that could actually turn into a good one pager. I think that's there's, there's a tremendous amount of fun, like, but having it as like a thirty minute game. Yeah, not long. Just something you can play at the pub. And I like the idea of like there's of there's um like you run it almost as like a farce. Where you have either flashbacks or people briefly excusing themselves to very quickly falsify evidence and then bring <laughs> yes. it back in. As I said before, my lungs were found at the scene. <laughs> I, I encourage you to go there very quickly. I've, I've taken a couple of Polaroids just to prove it. Thank you so much for listening to Hearty Dice Friends. Our game this week is Full Contact Office. What was the name? I can't remember. It was on your list. Fuck. Full Contact Center by JP. Mm-hmm. It's a LARP, and it has uh, it's, it's you murdering someone with a foam sledgehammer while they try and help someone work out how the mechanical pencil functions. Yes. Actually, sorry, really quick. I'd like to change the whole uh, IT help desk line uh, sure. angle of it. You know when you like you'll be, like you'll you'll have like a packet of milk, like a bottle of milk or something, and it'll say, "If you've got any questions about this milk, call this number." Yes. It's that. Yes. Because there is no need to and ask like, questions about send, milk. You can send three quarters of the milk back, and they'll refund you. Like, yeah. Who's doing that? 
Mm. If you're not completely happy with this milk, it's milk. It's basically the same every time. So yeah, um, it's that you are you are um, operating at, at um, Milk Co. Uh, and you are answering the phone. Milk about Co. Milk. Milking and Industries and adjacent projects. Yes, and as it turns out, swords. <laughs> big big arms manufacturer on the side. I kind of like the idea that most of the weapons are cattle prods. <laughs> and you're running around with a steaming, fizzing cattle prod. And, you, and like, and like, maybe you have to find somewhere to plug it into. <laughs> it's what's mains driven. <laughs> I, think, I think if it's cattle prods, Grant, that kind of knocks out the fact that it's actually a LARP. And it turns oh, it would be, into it would be, actual it would be, potential heart attacks and death. It, it would be a LARP safe cattle prod, wouldn't it? Oh, do they make those? You just don't plug it in. Like, like you just, <laughs> so then it's a metal stick. Sorry, sorry. You just, you just don't switch the switch on. Grant, <laughs> that is a baseball bat with that's sharp. Yeah, you're right. Okay, I'll put, I'll put a pillowcase over it or something. You Thank go. you for that, listening. That's perfectly legal. Thank you for listening to High Dice Friends. Uh, we've had fun recording, and I hope you've had fun listening. Uh, I've been Grant Howitt. This is Chris Taylor still. If you've enjoyed this, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Friends. Give us some cash, listen to some secret episodes, uh, including the banned episode 69 where we gave out sex advice. Mm, it's awful. It's it's funny. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's not good advice, though. Don't do it, um, please. A lawyer has yeah. stipulated that we shouldn't tell yeah. to do that. Um, also you can come and hang out in the Discord which is nice we chat about games we organise stuff it's cool um, you can also follow us on Twitter at HDF Podcast and if you've got a big old question you want to ask us because we'll go back to normal questions next week you can send an email to heartyguysfriends at gmail.com we adore you we think we think you're the bee's knees you're the cat's pyjamas you're the dog's bollocks bollocks you're the dog's bollocks <laughs> you're the dog's you're... bollocks you're the dogs, but you're where a dog sleeps in times of war. <laughs> and we love that about you. And remember, just talk to them. Just talk to them. I love that. Bye. Bye. Bye.